you are magnificent. You are magnificent. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I believe in partnership with the Holy Spirit. To cancel the effect of the lies of sin inside of you that say you are hopelessly broken and just living the life that you deserve and bringing the light of Jesus Christ into that central core of who you are so that you can realize that by God's divine creation, you are truly magnificent. The Bible says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. It was magnificent. I know you don't have to read very much farther in the Bible to see that something happened, that sin entered the world and sin invaded, infected the human race. So that everything changed from there. But nonetheless, the fact remains that man was created in the image of God, in the image of God he created them, and it was very good. And so that just as we have inherited sin, original sin from the generations before us, by the divine creation of God, we have also received a fragment of the image of God. That's the part that gets saved. That you, because you were created in the image of God... You bear the seeds of magnificence inside of you. Every single one of you. The purpose of my message today is try to persuade every person in here to deeply believe that as the truth of the Scripture. Deeply. At the core of who you are. Not as a mantra that filters from the top down and stops somewhere, but at the core of who you are and where you exist in your divine center. To believe with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength that you are created in the image of God. And because of that, you bear the seeds of magnificence. I want to somehow help you to believe this at the deepest possible level of your understanding of yourself at your bios, if you will. Bios? So for the last two weeks, I've learned more about computers than I ever wanted to know. It was called an FBI virus. Some malicious virus that got into our booth computer and locked it up and froze it up and changed all the rules. And so I brought in a resident expert, and together we worked on this computer, and I learned more about computers than I ever, ever, ever wanted to know. And I learned something, that at the, the basic operational system, actually, of a computer is something called the BIOS. 
And it stands for basic in and out system. Basic in and out. That at the bottom of the computer's function, if you will, before you get to Windows, before you get to Space Invaders, that shows you how current I am. Asteroids. (laughs) Before you get to any of that is the BIOS, the basic in and out system. And at the core of your existence, at the core of your bios is this truth, that God created man in his image, in the image of God he created him, and said, this is good. This is your bios. This is meant to be the core of who you are. Not something you try to persuade yourself of, but something that is so deeply ingrained inside of you as a follower of Jesus Christ that you live from it. So I would like to liken our makeup to that of a basic computer. Now before I do this with all of my grand illustration here, let me make two qualifiers. First of all, for those of you who are computer geeks in the room, yes, you know more about computers than I ever hoped to. But you're a geek. (laughs) There's that. So if I say things that go, you know, I probably would have said it this way, I'll give you that. The other qualifier is to those of you who are Mac users. Oh, we know who you are. You have a cup of Starbucks in your hand right now. And I'm going to talk about BIOS and I'm going to talk about viruses. And you go, oh no, not in the Mac world. I don't really care much about that because, in general, you Mac users don't really listen to much of what anybody else has to say anyway, so (laughs) go ahead and eye something. (laughs) Wow, I'm feeling a little... Okay, so now that I have effectively divided the church... (laughs) Yikes, didn't see that one coming. So we're talking PC here. At the bottom of which are switches and microprocessors and microchips and stuff, and they just doing their thing, but they, ha- they need help. They need to be told what to do. Interesting th- one of the things I find so interesting about a computer is that it only needs to count to two. Did you know this? A computer is a binary system. It only needs to be able to count to do two. It's on-off. It's electricity. It only needs to be able to count to two. It just has to do it billions of times. So that's at the bottom. All these little shiny things. And on top of that, we want to say the first real organizational level, from my perspective, is something called the BIOS, the basic in and out system. On top of that, the next functional level is the operating system, which listens to the BIOS and does its thing and Perhaps the most well-known among us is Windows 26. So Windows is something that operates the rest of the, what's happening above that. The operating system then organizes the functions of the individual programs, or now we like to say apps, right. We are so clever, aren't we? 
So you've got that little, yeah, you've got that little body of things. Yeah, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then the BIOS says, all right, here's what we're going to do. And then it talks to the operating system that says, okay, we're getting news. We're, okay, here's how we're going to function, and here's how we're going to word process, and here's how we're going to PowerPoint, and here's how we're going to play asteroids. Okay? All that works fine until something comes rushing in called a virus, right? And the virus is some malicious thing created by someone who has no life, who has not found Jesus. And they just figure their whole place in life is to ruin the lives of others. And they can do it so anonymously and so maliciously And so these viruses come, and they're meant to terrorize and confuse. And when they hit the BIOS, it's it's as bad as it gets. They're meant to terrorize and confuse and tell the computer things that are not true and convinces the computer to behave in different ways because it has a new set of truth. It had truth, but now there is not truth anymore, and the virus has come. And we are like a computer so at the core, at our core level, we have physiological functions and intelligent thoughts and a variety of emotions. So this is just sort of potentially there waiting for the something to tell it what to do. Tell you to move, tell you to think, tell you to speak, tell you to cry, tell you to laugh. It's all there, yeah? Well, the first real level of organization, our bios of the human's physical, intellectual, and emotional components is the spiritual center. And that's not a misprint. I'd like to change bios to biog, the basic image of God. The basic image of God. Because the Bible says that you are created in the image of God, in the image of God he created them, and he looked at them and said, this is good. And so, above your personhood, you know, you have a body, you have a functioning mind, you have emotions, you have these entities, these qualities of yourself that are there, And it's the image of God that's meant to rule us and to speak to the operating system. And from our standpoint, I like to think of the operating system as largely the environment in which a person exists. So we have our family. Sometimes come with ready-made viruses. (laughs) We have our culture. So the person living here has one sort of operating system through which the image of God is expressed, while a person living somewhere else in the earth has a different kind of operating system, and so the expression is the same but may look differently. And then on top of it all, we have this large variety of capacities and functions and things that we can do, which we'll call our apps. And all of this is well until we are affected by a virus which is meant to confuse and terrorize us and persuade us its lies are truth, and it is called what? It's called sin. Where does sin affect? The biog. The purpose of sin is to lie to you and to tell you that you are hopelessly broken, that God doesn't love you, and that you're just getting what you deserve. That's at a very basic level. And then we begin living out through our operating system. We begin behaving in ways that reflect not the truth, but the lie. And so what is the remedy? The remedy is to wipe clean 
wipe clean the virus, wipe clean the bios, and give you back through the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood on the cross, your biog, your basic image of God, functioning now as a redeemed son or daughter of the living God. Everything changes, but it has to happen at that level, at that basic, essential, deep level. And Jesus can cancel all the effects of sin. So we just go back to this bios level of existence and we, we invite the Lord to come and say, would you change that? I want to live the rest of my life, Lord, from the place of an understanding of having been created in the image of God because there, in that I will discover my magnificence because in that I will discover His magnificence. This deep understanding of being created in the image of God explains a couple of essential things about being a Christian. So we're created in the image of God. First, I think it explains the core of your own magnificence. So when I'm saying you are magnificent, am I just trying to pump up your tires? Am I just trying to make you feel better about yourself? Maybe we'll take an offering after or something. There's got to be something he wants out of this. You know what I want out of this? I want to see you set free from the lies of Satan and begin living gloriously and powerfully in the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to see. Where you go from there is up to you. Why would I want to control that? How could I begin to control such a thing as that? The power of the Holy Spirit breaking out in lives? Why would you want to? How could you? The core of your magnificence is not, come on, you're a pretty good guy. The core of your magnificence is at elemental level, essential level, you are created in the image of God. And the fragment of his creation, of his image, is still there. You are an image bearer of God. Now, in future messages in this series, I'm going to show you how to turn your reflective surface to God so that his glory can bounce off of you. But today, I just, want you to, I just want you to dare to believe at your essential level that you are created in the image of God. I want you to wake up tomorrow morning and say, I am created in the image of God. I'm going to live from there. Come, Holy Spirit. So I want you to understand that the core of your magnificence isn't really you. It's God. It's His image but that is you. So it's not about how high you can jump or how fast you can run. It's about living from the place of image of God in you. I think another thing that, that really comes from understanding this is that it explains, helps to explain why God is so interested in saving you. tell you a secret about God. I've discovered this. It's in the scriptures all throughout. We tend to overlook it. He's in this for himself. He's in the whole thing for himself. He created us for his what? Pleasure. The whole thing is for him. Another thing you need to know about God, he is in love with himself. It doesn't sound right from our world, does it? It sounds perfect 
from the perfect world of a perfect God who has an obligation to be in love with himself. He's perfect. He has an obligation to defend what is good, to love himself as the good God. Now, you bear his image. Somewhere inside of you is the image of God. And so he's interested in saving you to love himself. There is, there is the image of himself. It's not narcissistically standing in front of a mirror going, ain't I great? It is the perfect God with perfect love who is righteous and holy to the core who has put that somewhere in you and saying, I want that back. I want that back and the devil will not steal it from me. So I will offer my son Jesus Christ to make a path so that I can get that back. God is interested in saving you to get back something that he wants and that's his image that you bear. You get to come along. That's the good news. Why is God so interested in saving me? He wants his glory back. And you got it. Why does God love me in any and every circumstance? Because he loves himself in you. Even when I really mess up, that's the virus talking. That's the fever talking. At the core of who you are, you are created as a magnificent expression of the image of God. And in reality, it is ultimately your decision as to whether or not you are going to believe that. It doesn't change the truth of it. In John chapter 3, Jesus said a whole bunch of cool stuff about God so loving the world that he gave his only son. Has anybody ever heard that verse? When you keep reading on and he says some other cool things. And then in verse 20 of John 3, he says, Everyone who does evil hates the light. Did you get that? So the evil expressions of our lives, the expressions of sin that come from our lives, are because of the virus that has affected our biog. And that because of that, we're, we are, we're afraid of the light. Because what? The darkness has told us a lie. What does he say? He says, and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. The devil wants to tell you it's all about deeds. If people really knew who you are and what you're up to, they wouldn't even let you in church. Newsflash, we already know. I've been in ministry for 33 years. I have never sat down with somebody and heard, something, heard them tell me something that surprised me. I think they were disappointed at times. There is nothing that outstrips the grace of God. And the lie says, don't come out, don't come into the light. That's the virus talking. Don't come into the light. But, verse 21, but, he says, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Whoever lives by the truth. That's the decision. Are you going to live by the lie or do you decide to live by the truth? The truth is, the truth is, that Jesus Christ paid the price to overcome sin in your life, cancel the effects of sin, and rewrite you at the basic level. That's the truth. And he says, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. That it's the image of God living through you. Some of you are working so hard at being Christians, and I understand that. I don't really work very hard at it. I work hard at letting God live in me. 
So what do you believe? I mean, if I, if I said, how many of you believe the Bible? So many of you would raise your hand. Well, the Bible says that you were created in the image of God. In the image of God, He created you. And He looked at you and said, I'm good. That's really what God was saying. He really wasn't saying, you're good. He was saying, mm, I'm good. Come on, you guys. How many of you, you've worked on a project? Come on, I know. You've worked on a project. You've been drywalling. And for once in your life, you didn't give it one more scrape or whatever. You know, you did it. And you stood back and you went, dang, I'm good. (laughs) The Bible says that God created us in the image of God. In the image of God, he created us. And he stood back and he said, I'm good. And then sin came and broke through and changed that. But within you is still the goodness of God because you still bear a fragment of the image of God redeemable through the work of Jesus Christ, livable through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God wants his goodness back. And he wants to make you magnificent to show the universe how magnificent he is. If you were not able to be here last Sunday or if you have never had the privilege of seeing the 20-minute video entitled The Butterfly Circus then you may feel at somewhat of a disadvantage this morning. If you've never seen that and weren't here last week, I strongly encourage you to YouTube The Butterfly Circus. It's on YouTube. You watch the whole thing. And uh, there were not a lot of dry eyes in the house last week as we saw that parable of the gospel of Jesus. And Nick Vujicic, born with no arms or legs, played the part of the sideshow, the freak sideshow. And then the showmaster came and said, you are magnificent. His first reaction was, of course, to spit in his face. That's how we respond to God when he first starts coming and saying these things to us. But over time, he made the showmaster dance by discovering the image that he bore within him. One of the several moving moments in the 20-minute video is that scene where he's kind of perched up on the running board of that old car and the others or other circus players are in that little shanty town and they're all doing their thing. And the showmaster looks at him and says, here's a man from whom God himself has turned his back. And he goes through all the things he had ever heard. If you can call him a man. And Will, the character Will, turns to him and says, Why would you say that? And the showmaster said, Because you believe it. That's the biog. That's the basic level of existence is the image of God inside of you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe that you're created in the image of God as a fully redeemable, functional, powerful expression of God's magnificence? Everything changes when you invite God to just come and erase the bios. And through the power of His own Son, Jesus, the power, present power of the Holy Spirit, 
to place his image in you. And that's the part that just grows and grows. Everything changes. Everything changes from there on out. Your magnificence begins to begins to blossom. But you have to you have to put your foot down at some point, I think. This process involves you putting your foot down and saying, I, I choose not to believe the lie anymore. I choose not to believe the lie that I'm hopelessly broken and just give it him what I deserve. Because the lie of sin is that you are hopelessly broken. The truth is that you are not. And that you are so, so, so much more. So much more than your history of sin. So much more than your failures. You're so much more than that. And the devil wants us to keep focusing on our failures, our sin, our brokenness, And the Lord Jesus is inviting us to see the more. As we close our service this morning, as our closing prayer, I'm going to show you a video. This will be the closing prayer of our service this morning. Let's go ahead and show that.